Yeah, you know, I, I have sex for a living. My my great 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 grandfather had sex for a living, I guess. And hopefully, my boy is gonna have sex for a living, and we're gonna keep this thing right on going to the end of time. Does that bother you when you hear that? Does it bother me that he's proud of it? Yeah. That's his thing. Like, I don't, you know, nah, it doesn't bother me. Um, but is it kind of stupid to be, you know, are are we as black people proud of some dumb shit a lot of times? Yeah, we are. You know, like, like he was bragging about how much prison time you did, that type of shit. Right. Nothing to be proud of. No. I got mad kids I don't take care of and shit. Like, come on, man. That's that's not nothing to be proud of, like, you know. I mean it's it's kind of a horrific thing to think that that humans were were bred like like horses. Or dogs. Or dogs. Or whatever. Pigs, chickens. I mean it it, it really is Lizards. I mean, you know, it really doesn't make that much of a difference, really, in the animal world. It's accepted. In, in fact, I believe that the highest paid athlete in the world is actually a male stud horse. Hmm. Because they, they get paid upwards. To- you, use, you can use to take their power away from them. See, education has but one honorable purpose, one alone, everything else is a waste of time, that to train the student to be a responsible handler of power. No one ever wants us to be responsible handlers of power. I'm saying that it has nothing to do with political lines. The left don't want us to be responsible no more than the right. But they want to dominate us in a different way from the right, and they think they can dominate us better. It's an argument of not of whether we will be free, but who will enslave us. And had we we should accept the responsibility of making black studies strong enough to take this assault. We could have anticipated it and argued with it, but we, spent, we dissipated too much energy arguing among ourselves over triviality. We are partly to blame for what has happened. Thank you, Dr. Clark. Your question, please. <laughs> My question is to Drs. Lefkowitz and Rogers. I would like information about the foundation and grants uh, regarding the publication of the book. How did the uh, University of North Carolina come to choose them? Did they make the application? administration, because the nation as a whole assumes that the, the cuts that are taking place are one to eliminate black people from the rules, from the welfare rules, to make life easier for the taxpayers out in, out in, out in the hinterland. 
But if you really track the statistics and, and see exactly who is benefiting from the program that goes down, you will find that, that generally uh, two-thirds of the people who receive benefits are white and the other one-third being black. Uh, in terms of those who are receiving direct public aid or public assistance, you will find that the number increases to something like one out of four. And I'm not a, a social worker, but I, the, just the pure and simple numbers indicate that. Uh, what has happened is that out in the Midwest, where it's becoming you know, acceptable now to, to assume that discrimination is a way of life, uh, the, the, the administration has convinced people that what we're doing is, is keeping your taxes down, keeping those programs, uh, we're taking those programs out rather that have contributed to the inflation and all this other foolishness. Uh, I think what we have to do, and I think there's a tragedy that some of the so-called liberals who have participated in these discussions before are not speaking out on the issue now, but it's being left to black leadership to deal with the whole question of budget cutbacks. And I think that, that, that there's a real need to raise a level of awareness across the country because we even got some black folks who are talking about, yeah, well, we should be phasing down these things. Phasing down got nothing to do with it. If you cut back on the social program at the same time increase, increase the defense budget, I wondered whether this was a reflection of your own personal or ideological view or whether you were just so cash-strapped that you took money from anyone. No one tells me what to think and no one tells me what to say except me and the main financing of this book was out of my own pocket. But surely you can appreciate the, the color of accepting fu uh, uh, funds from foundations that do not enjoy wide acclaim and receptivity. And I thought that maybe there was some concern on your part, in as much as you were interested in integrity, scholastic integrity and all, that you might have foregone the grants in the interest of academic and scholarly integrity. If they had asked of me to do anything, I would not have accepted these grants. They did not do that. Therefore, I didn't, the grants did not go to me, they went to Wellesley College, which had no objection to taking the money. But still the question remains. You have a duty, do you not, in as much as you are preparing work, uh, the aim of which is to overturn the revisionism you say that is going on in black studies, particularly in Africa. So watch this. Doing it they again. call it forty you million dollars slave. What they got instead of focusing. No, because you just got. worried about what they had. No, I'm not. I'm saying why are we still. We should start our own leagues. We should be going to HBCUs. Black is 1960. If you, when we got people in place. Well, we can do some real things. Who? Yeah, it's billionaire. No. 
Play it out for yourself. Who? You want them. (laughs) Nah. What are you talking about? (laughs) No, but I'm saying. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm with him. I'm like, play it out. You That's just like the, you know. You, you just, just went from all people. It's not individual. No, you went from all people to what they got. We know what. No, they I got. didn't. No, you I did. didn't. Uh-huh. Says, you said you stay with what the you're same talking about. You're, you're talking, talking about, about individualism. You're saying, no, no, I'm not. Really, Even I'm if he stays within individualism, no, no, I'm not saying like LeBron or I'm saying LeBron gets paid. No, listen, LeBron is not a billionaire. You Unless he be, gets paid, listen, listen. By, watch this. If I, the masses come together and not give it all, but give some that they couldn't keep anyway because it was already, right? Right. And you create, and people like you create, another system, right, that it pours back into our communities to better our youth or better our Okay, people. now, you ain't creating another system. I like how people always say that. <laughs> what do you mean? Just create another wilding out. Just create no, no, another. No, I'm not saying that. This is just what I'm saying that. You and your old self know that, that I, I always hear these people talk about this. I let you babble if you go for 30 minutes. On stage and his friend. I'm bringing in everybody. Shit packed. Then they complain that was a biased crowd. But people want to be compensated though. So I'm not I'm not a hater. I'm gonna tell the young brother straight off the bat. Yeah, they right. I decided that this is a good time. This is my opinion, my view, my disposition. Now is the best time because the buildup is there. The beef is over and the following is larger. His following is larger, my following is larger. He's a beast on YouTube. I only recently started coming back on YouTube since I had fallouts and different engagements with my good brother to this day. I came back home to my channel like, yo, I had to call Tommy Sotomayor and people. Yo, how you do a live stream? I ain't know what the hell happened with YouTube since the last time I was using YouTube. That's a fact. I ain't know what I was doing. I'm like, yo, how you monetize? Tommy Sotomayor taught me this stuff. I just called him at random. Let me call the damn enemy and figure out how to do this shit. The one that goes against the black woman when I'm going for her. And he <coughs> he looked out for me. So Tommy showed me that. And shout out to him for doing that. And he showed me love. Yo, this is what you do, polite. Yo, this is how you do that, polite. This should be easy for you. I'm like, yo, can you be on the phone and tell me while I'm doing this? I don't know what the hell is going on. Y'all guys do this forever. So... I didn't know how to do that. I just got on here. I said, man, this is great. The brother has a strong The Nation of Islam as an example of that? As an example of what? Uh, as an example of uh, blacks developing the, the second statement in your analysis. Yeah, I think, let me just say this. I think the Nation of Islam moves towards what I should like to see. It moves towards doing something for the economic side of black people. Unfortunately, it has not had the impact many of us would wish it would have. And I guess the reason it has not had that impact is because there are not yet a sufficient number of believers. I think Charles and Mary Beard said many years ago, the 
problem with regard to the white work in America is that it was not sufficiently class conscious. I think the problem with black people in America is that we're not sufficiently class conscious. We still keep believing that we're going to make it in the system. Yeah, Brother Williams? It, it, uh, the problem of, uh, I want to get back to that question, the problem of setting priorities or developing a national black agenda, I don't think is a difficult one for black people and black groups. I think that the difficult difficulty lies whenever we began or attempt to implement these agendas and priorities. And here have been our ideological differences began to interfere with our ability to function as a collective group. Now, the question also of unity, I think that we must understand that uh, we are a large group of people. Include any um, evidence of wrongdoing or any evidence of impropriety in our final report and make recommendations. Do you have any people being paid by the CIA who are contributing to the national news services, AP and UPI? Well, again, I think we're getting into the kind of detail, Mr. Chairman, that I'd prefer to handle in executive session. Senator, do you think that you name the new organizations in your final report? Uh, th that remains to be decided. I think it was entirely in order for our correspondents at that time uh, to make use of the uh, CIA agent ch uh, chiefs uh, of station and other members of the executive staff of CIA as sources of information which were useful in their assessments of world conditions. Would you say that continues today? Well, I. Yeah, I would think probably for a reporter it would continue today, but because of all of the revelations of the period of the 1970s, uh, it seems to me that a reporter's got to be much more circumspect in doing it now, or he runs the risk of uh, at least being looked at with considerable disfavor by the public. I think you've got to be much more careful about it. I don't think out the truth insofar as we can discern it, but more importantly, to question and challenge. And we have four incredible people with us tonight, and I'd like to introduce them to you and have them come to the stage as they're introduced. Already on stage, is Professor John Henry Clark.
They were standing for you, Dr. Clark. Teacher, historian, writer, lecturer, John Henry Clark is a unique resource and a special institution in the African world. Beginning in his early years, Dr. Clark studied the world history of African people and became a master teacher. He has authored and or edited more than 30 books, short stories, and pamphlets on African and African-American history and is Distinguished Professor Emeritus of African World History in the Department of Africa. Beings, I said Africans because they were more equatorial beings. They get something from the sun from a perspective that other entities on planet Earth don't get. So they had extraterrestrial assistance because for starters, 90% of America is vitamin D deficient, which means when you're vitamin D deficient, you wind up being stressed, over anxious, and in acute form, suicidal. But when you are equatorial beings, you don't really have what? Emotions. What is that? When winter, spring, summer, fall come, it normally affects people's emotions. But guess what? When you are equatorial beings, you're subject to different circumstances by way of the extraterrestrial forces from the sun, because once it comes into the planet Earth, it's considered extraterrestrial. So I said it even affects consciousness. The sun affects your consciousness because it secretes gases called prominences. And when these prominences diffuse into the Earth's atmosphere, it creates a formula that causes endorphins to secrete amongst other things. Inspiration takes place. Motivation takes place. So I said the very motivation that contrasts the people all over the world that haven't quite built similar structures in the capacity that the Africans have created, the calendar systems, the mathematics, and the science that goes it has an immense contrast to people all over the world. They want to share some experiences they've had where their children have also had some encounters with peer pressure. Any comments from the parents? I've had some experiences with peer pressure. But it's been sort of difficult. I sometimes always like to use Bill Cosby's TV show as examples of some things that parents can do. Because if you step in too far and too hard, then your, your children will certainly go in the direction of that negative peer pressure. So you sort of have to just sit back, be aware of it, and watch it and see if it really is dangerous or not. Sometimes we perceive, perceive it as being dangerous when it really isn't. Okay. So you're recommending parents need to be sensitive yeah. and, um, and stay close. Stay close. Okay. And keep the lines of communication open. If, if possible. Okay. Yes, Charles? I think it also helps not only parents to know who their friends are, but to know the parents 
of those friends so that oh, so you're saying not only know who your children's friends are, but also know their parents. That's very good. Uh, I, I personally feel like when I send him to you, you have the same values that I have. Okay. And so we know we are reinforcing one another when your child comes to me or my child comes to you. Now, young people, how would you feel if your mother, you said you wanted to go with someone went to the aid of the Free French Unions. J. Lovestone and Irving Brown, working for Dubinsky, gave money to a new union called the Force Ouvrière. Of course, labor unions cost a lot of money, and in those days, France was paralyzed. So when they ran out of money, they came to the Central Intelligence Agency. Those people were doing a great job, and we were very glad to help them. Premier Schumann strives to deal with a wave of strikes. Coal mines are tied up. Communist-controlled unions calling the workers out and stopping fuel production as winter comes. A general transport strike stopping the shipment of fuel and food in a country cold and hungry. Strikes are the communist tactic as the Marshall Plan develops economic aid to support freedom in France. The American program, bitterly opposed by communists. The early days of the Marshall Plan, when there were some political strikes called by communist trade union forces and perhaps uh, communist political elements to try to defeat the Marshall Plan, to try to block uh, foreign aid from being unloaded. It became a matter of breaking these strikes and um, the U.S. government, through Central Intelligence, uh, called upon Irving Brown and Jay Lovestone to try to organize a counter-move. And, of course, Bible without men is telling women the wrong thing. And as a Christian, that's why I asked, if you're a Christian, you're, you're, you're actually telling women something that goes opposite to what you say you believe. Do you think a woman should enter in a relationship and stay if a man is abusive? Now, I asked about simple fundamental questions. Here goes the gaslight. The, the temple. Again, Christian woman. You think a woman should stay in a relationship where a man is beating her? Uh, and setting her hair on fire and cutting her toenails with chainsaws and, 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 and sticking a hot poker in her ear and, 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 and cutting her fingers with a blender and, 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 and really? That's basically what she asked me. Let me ask you such a ridiculous question that you have to say yes. So what? I can start again. This, this is too simple. Ask you a question that you have to say yes to so you can try to build on those yeses. No. 
But you don't answer those questions. You just call them out. What does that have to do with Christianity? My point is that some women have... As a Puerto Rican or some shit. That's a much, much easier sell. And I knew a lot of white girls that would try to talk like, you know, like they fucking, uh, you know, they from fucking Washington Heights or something, you know? And it's like, bitch, you white. Stop fronting. You know what I mean? But... Shit, you've also had white people, though, that for the longest time, I knew white people coming up that used to act black and used to say, I hate white people. Really? Yes. Kind of weird. They say, I hate white people. They so stupid. This is white people saying this. To other black people, though, because they like, they, they wanted to be black, like they really wanted to be black, but they would never say, I'm black, but they really, truly wanted to be black. To the point where, yeah, they had their own self-hatred. But now, fast forward, these were kids, fast forward, these same, and a couple of them were girls, these same girls that they used to fuck with, nothing but black dudes, these motherfuckers married white dudes now and got their white life, and they don't talk the same as that they used to live. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. Well, one thing that Talib says, which I thought was kind of interesting, he said, she said that she identifies as black. Cool story, but that's not a real thing. Because at any time, she could go back. Because the teaching of the Holy Quran is not history, as you say. The teaching of the Holy Quran, you would have to say, is as ahistorical as the teaching of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad. All right. Hey, Lord Abbott, let me roll, brother. Thank you. Wait, I damn, I didn't even get a chance to ask. I wanted oh, to like, man. ask for right All right, hold on, me. hold on. Call from... All right, come on, come on, come on. Yes, sir. All right, hold on, hold on, brother. Uh, Lord Abbott, go ahead, ask your question so we can bring on this other caller. He's on the line. Lord Abbott. Yes, sir. Ask your question. Hold on, John. John, 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 hold on, John. Lord Abba, ask your last question so we can bring on John Muhammad. All right, definitely. I, I didn't even mean to be on that law with Brother Eric Muhammad, but we can debate whenever you want to, brother. Brother Polite, peace, brother. Peace, brother. Peace to you. Peace. Um, um, I, my question to you is this, right? Because I heard what you said about God and, and the under, your understanding of the eye of Horus and you know, we teach something similar in in the Circle Seven, right? We we teach this. We say that man names the parts of the law that he sees, and this to him is a law. And every nation sees a law, and every nation went down there and set the thing. They set it up the way Joseph set it up. You understand? The Egyptians became uh like like peons to the pharaoh 
after they done sold everything because they was looking for bread. Joseph set all that up. That's how the Pharaoh became so powerful in Egypt. You understand what I'm saying? That's how, that's Imhotep is Joseph. Where you that's, come up with these that's, ideas? Dog, research it. Do the research. Look, that's why he, that's why Pharaoh became like a god in Egypt. It was Joseph had the Egyptians. He ain't had them throwing it, but they were selling everything to the old Pharaoh for bread during that famine. Right, one more thing. You understand? And the only nah, people, and the only, the right. only people, and the only, and, and the only people that, that, that they didn't tax as far as that was the priests. That's why throughout the history of Egypt, you find the priesthood to be very powerful. A lot of times they overthrew the Pharaoh and all that. But that's just to give you a little insight on that. You understand? But as far as what's, what the Egyptians has done, over the course of time, what the white man has done, what the Africans, what all these nations done to us now, they gotta pay. Okay? That's in one part of the scripture that was during that time. And you understand? When you go into the prophecies on what's, what's gonna happen at the end of the day, what is God gonna do? At the end of the day, God is gonna put us in rulership. And every nation that you see out here that's not an Israelite is going into fucking slavery, B. And then when those thousand years is up, we're going to take all of them and burn them. And just burn them out of fucking existence because they just naturally go anywhere. So when I was in prison, I studied. I used to hold class and just teach brothers, try to get them to catch on to where we were, where, where you know, what's going to be going on in the streets. So... The difference is, and you talk to you take the Michael Mex, the Michael Mex phenomenon, right? Yeah. He knew he was coming home, mm. so he was either I'm gonna use this, like I said earlier, to be an education a tool for myself, or you got a lot of brothers who in, who in, who in jail, they smoking, they just they trying still to pass the time, and it's not really you can see it. Right. So, a lot of people come home who had that mentality and don't never get back nothing back to the community. Right. But then you got the brothers who come home and they in jail and they get around some brothers whose mentality is to change. Look, we're looking for change. Right. You got to go do something when you get to the streets. So that's the that's the difference in the the uh, Malcolm X phenomenon into what we see today because you got brothers who will come home and they'll realize that they they needed to do some studies and to go back and try to get that right and you got brothers who get a good job right and stay with that right you know what i mean yeah facts. but for somebody to be able to come home and give back yeah. to our community and take on a burden and become oh. somebody who can speak out and address issues and, and 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 lead us in another direction. That person, I feel, would have had to given given some to themselves while they were incarcerated. Yeah. And you guys have the stripes to be. A wife marries for a duty to her man, her husband, and a man a man marries for duty to his wife. That's what the vows are for. Those aren't suggestions. How many of you Christian women have walked away from your functioning marriage because you weren't happy?
you had a little hiccup or a bump in the road, uh, for better, for worse, for sick of a poor and riches in health, well, he lost his job last year and money ain't, I can do, I can get child support and get, mmm, mmm, duty. But you can't, can't talk about duty because that requires you to be selfless. It requires you to hold yourself to a higher standard than the rest of the world that's fallen. That's what we're supposed to be. The church is supposed to be the light. Yet the marital rate, the divorce rate in the church is higher than in the world. How the hell does that happen? Which is not that. romantic love. You're talking about eros. I didn't say, I didn't say anything about romance. I never said the word romance. But the love you're talking about is romantic love. Don't come down on yourself if you have not found love. Selfless love, agape, has no, nothing to do with... That, okay, that, the Christ-like I am not love, new, Tiffany. I'm not new to I you. think we agree, Kevin. We, we're the, we, uh, agree. We, do, we do agree except for one thing. A woman's purpose on the planet my second life, meaning that when I came home, 2004, I met him. We right. had the same cars and everything. Same car and everything. Yeah. I didn't even know it. Right. Even you know, know what I mean? Crazy, so man. this is the people don't understand the relationship by God with him. Yeah. Like from from paroling. Yeah, yeah. His daughter, my daughter, right in the same age, same yeah, name, same everything. Oh, wow, wow. Cheers and cheers. Yeah, oh, that's wow, crazy. that's crazy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we've been through all of it. Right. Well, I done poured up on him, and it's a thousand blood. Yeah. yeah. It's just me. I'm like, God damn it, okay. Hey, man, who's that? I done been on the side. Hey, you know what's crazy? Because we both did it, right? Yeah. You pull up, it'd be a hundred blood, right? And they'd be looking. I'd be like, yo, that's big. You from six oh, he with us. Yeah. Whatever going with us, going with him. And yeah. we just keep moving like it's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> then I go over there. I didn't be over there with him to where he had to stop me. I'd be, I'd be on Crips if something happened. And he got to stop me from going for you. Like, no, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> That's him because it's a different politics. So, <laughs> and I've been trying to tell him, though. Yeah. It's like, you got to elevate to teach. Right. Mm. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, you I, got to elevate. Do he won't yeah, really. You got to be on that high frequency, yeah, but he man. Do, Come on, he, right? That's what he like to do. <laughs> no, they all get on me. Like, we used to be talking. Me, him, Steve. Uh, oh, you want to be a preacher. <laughs> you want to be no goddamn preacher. I'm just trying to really. To elevate. Help people reach another level. And I still get shitted on. Yeah. Because I get shitted on more than he do in no, the he, industry. Yeah. Greeks took other aspects of their culture, particularly in this period, I believe also much earlier as well. Uh, what is the reason for denying uh, the possibility, which was brought up by the Greeks themselves, of transmission of mathematical and philosophical ideas at the same time? There's no reason to deny it. It's just simply to try and find what these ideas were. 
Now, in the case of the medical thing that you mentioned, uh, it happens to be a particularly wrong idea, and of course, wrong ideas can be transmitted as well as right ideas. And this is one thing that in tracing the history of the world, we tend to concentrate so much on the glorious achievements and the glories of Greece, you know, the glories of Egypt. There are also some non-glories, and some of the medical ideas were one of them. I think we we're all very lucky not to have been living at that time. But I would say there's nothing implausible about it at all. And there is a great Greek interest in Egypt, as you say, and that surfaces very clearly in the later dialogues of Plato. But I think that if you're going to talk about stealing ideas from Egypt, which I know you were not, but others have, then you really have to show some parallel text and show what is done. I think the idea of some influence is something that could fruitfully be discussed and preserved. Uh, when, they, uh, when their attention is diverted to something else during the session. And the commands for this training routine are is similar to the one we did before. The student runs, do fish swim, or do birds fly on coach? Coach answers now and then, but makes startling comments from a prepared list given by a supervisor. The student must handle the originations to the satisfaction of the coach. The preclear origination sheet is just a list of statements that the preclear can make for the drill. Things like, I feel all confused. I feel awfully tense. My head feels like it has a tight band around it. Things like that. And the training stress of this particular drill is the student is taught to hear origination and do three things. One, understand it. Two, acknowledge it. And three, return the preclear to session. If the coach feels abruptness or too much time consumed or lack of comprehension, he corrects the student into better handling. So you ready to go? Okay, so in this one, you're going to be the coach? Yes. Okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, start. Do birds fly? Yes, they do. Good. Do birds fly? <sighs> I just realized I've had a headache for years. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, let's carry on with the session. Alrighty. Good. We stand as, as a brotherhood under one staring canopy. We gonna chill to the full circumference of the planet Earth. I extend my love with my cable toe to you. All 24,896 square miles, however, some of us cannot extend, but so far. So maybe some of us can only extend at arm length our love and our brotherhood. Hold up, man. I'm gonna tell your ass up for like. I gotta tell your ass up. What's up? Like I got Prince York too the other day. Hold on, listen. Y'all can't be withholding the goddamn secrets, man. Our people need to get free, bro. We need freedom, man. And y'all motherfuckers sitting here holding this damn, holding the secrets.
Come on, man. What's the secret, guy? One. I'll give you one. Bushwick Avenue, our first, our first law, our largest bookstore is exactly 32 degrees from Tamaray. I'll give you that much. That's all I give you. I'll let you know that. But it, you know, when you under the Supreme, when you under the Supreme Lodge, you know what I'm saying. When you're dealing with, um, you know, Masonic doctrine, none of that truly, you know what I'm saying. None of that truly has anything to do with your liberation as a people, only as freeing as the mind. And you have to make the first, you have to make a first decision to liberate your mind, liberate your mentality before you start going into saying, okay, I'm ready to join the lodge. To join the blue house is a, is a, is a big day for any Nuwapian man. What you have to understand is that when there comes work, there comes, there comes a payment with that. There comes a finance with that. And what you would have to analyze is you would have to ask, then the question would be to Brother Polite, how much of his finance does he put towards his nation, which he has... Now, everybody, all 1,429 of y'all know exactly, or 1,427 of y'all, because Tiffany probably in there, and then Danny probably in there just throwing stones at me. She ain't going to agree with me. Everybody in there know exactly what I was asking. Did she physically build that shelter by herself? Did she get out there and cut the wood, get the stones, everything else? And she said, yes. In such a sweet, simple, like, yes. I'm doing the I'm doing the Jedi mind trick on you. You ain't Obi Wan. Fuck you think this is? Nothing to see here. Move along. <laughs> Look at this. Her house. She built her own home. Mm -hmm. Did she actually run the plumbing to that home? Oh, I see. Like hiring people, or did she run the plumbing? Come on, I, I don't tell know. me what I'm she saying. What I'm, what, I, what I'm saying. That's why I asked you very definitely. See, oftentimes women use Christianity as convenient, convenient Christians. A woman's purpose is a man. No, no two ways about it. Women cannot survive without men. You are not physically capable. You don't have the strength. Your body's not built for it. You cannot do it. So to say women can survive. I'm ready to leave. No. <laughs> well, good, because I'm not either. Mr. J, would you happen to have a black tie I could borrow? Why does your tie have to be black? Because that's the color you're supposed to wear to a funeral, George. See that Weasley they got you believing it too. <laughs> they? Who's they? The honkies that run this country, that's who. <laughs> How come everything sad or bad is black? <laughs> what? Yeah, that's right. Black male, blacklist, black ball. <laughs> Nothing black is ever worth anything. Black Jack was worth $30 when I beat you last night. George, just because things are called black, 
doesn't mean they're really black. Oh, hi, everyone. Oh, yeah, I see what you mean. There's people out there who hear certain things, you know what I'm saying, be like, Brother Polite say he disagreed with the not the information or the affirmation because of this, 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 but he didn't say it. And then we'll have a video up in the next five minutes after this go up, and they'll be attacking my father. And when they attack my father, then I and that's why and that's why he keeps and, and Sinetta keep trying to stress to me as an elder to me. He keeps saying, "Calm down, Prince." What people don't understand is when you talking about my father, you ain't talking about my spiritual father. You talking about my dad. I know my dad was subjected to have to finish the raising of me over the phone or through letters because of things that other people are saying. But I really just want you as Brother Polite to clarify and let it be known that you don't have to explain your question. We could talk down a later date, but we, you know, clarify that it doesn't have anything to do with charges or anything like that. So the people won't have nothing to attack our father with. Well, I'll tell you this. My discipline doesn't allow me to present certain ideas that I have because I teach my brother's order the same order that I was educated in so my discipline wouldn't permit it alright uh, and it's, it's simple questions not nothing intense as far as the case is concerned I believe I do not know I believe Dr. Yoke is innocent I have tremendous reason to believe that he's innocent. However, I do not know. I never slept in his bed. You feel what I'm saying? There's two sides or three sides to the story. His side, his side, and then there's the truth. So all I could do as an observer is weigh in on the information. And I can clearly see the conspiracy. I can prove the conspiracy to bring the man down but even in light of a conspiracy being used to bring the man down even a miss of the propaganda promulgated throughout the media to infiltrate our consciousness there still may be reason to believe that he may have done it so as a rational being I decided, since I have never been in that man's bed, to watch what he does day in and day out, and the nature of the charges and the allegations, I still hold him dear in my heart as my father and my master teacher. I don't turn my back on him. Unfortunately, I just do not know if he did or he didn't, and it's my right to say I simply don't know. But even with all the reasons that I have to believe that he didn't molest those children, it still stands to reason that he could have.
ahead and ask them that. Tell me what they say, and if you don't respond to me, I'll assume you know more than me, and I'm done. <laughs> so I was on the mission. One of the missions almost got my ass killed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Talking to these Muslims. You know, uh, the joint on Notion Avenue, King. He sent me over there. You know who's over there. You feel me? Right down Fulton. Yeah. Siraj Young sent me over there to ask questions. I didn't even know the history. I didn't know that Ansar rebuttal book and all that other stuff. The history behind that at that time. You feel me? I went over there. New Albion. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the master teacher said this. Bilal, yeah, you already know. That's a fact. So I went over there. I asked the questions. And he was grooming me. He was training me. You see the letters right in my book. Right? And uh, sometimes he would tell me they'll say this. And when they say that, say this. You feel me? And he was getting me at the Masonic Lodge. I had to go to Prince Hall. I had to do the same thing. But, you know, when he raised me up in that situation, I had to go to Prince Hall. I had to go to meetings and fellowship and connect. You feel me? When we was dealing with Liberia, we had to connect with Miss Excellency, Her Excellency, Her Liberia. You feel me? I had to give her gifts, Masonic gifts at that. You feel what I'm saying? I was the one that had to purchase them, find them, get them at my discretion, make sure it's not offensive, and send it over. So dealing with those scenarios, I've been edified tremendously by it. I've grown as a man in leadership by it. And in fact, one of the worst things that's taking place in our community is the fact that the brothers and sisters in the conscious community, unfortunately, and abroad, have been bastardized. They don't know what it's like to be under somebody, to follow protocol, to follow the edict, or to follow the mandate of another man or another woman. You understand what I'm saying? And in doing, and in that lack of that kind of leadership in someone's life bastardizes the leadership in the sense that they don't have no chill button. They don't have a, you know, young brother, you're going too far. You know what? Silence. I've been silenced before. When Obama first got put into administration, Doc sent the letter to me and said, don't speak on it for the first six months. The Black Panthers offered me an invite to have a dialogue about Obama. And you know, I'm itchy. I want to talk because I just got rose up in stature. I'm leading the lodge. I'm doing my damn thing. Boy, I had to turn down every opportunity to speak about it because Master told me don't speak on it at all until I tell you you can. One time it was an indefinite time. Next time it was six months. Don't ask me again, son. So I just fell back. 
didn't ask. But this is what you learn. It's protocol. You feel me? You learn this. And you can't really get that from nowhere. You can't. It's not authenticated unless you actually get it from somewhere. You feel what I'm saying? Like, you can't give yourself a father. You either have one present in your life or you don't. You miss it forever. And hopefully people can fill in the voice the best way that they can. So, being under the master teacher, Dr. York has been a blessing in my life. And irrespective to people feeling whatever they feel about that black man, he has contributed to my life in ways that I can never revoke his spirit consciousness and his influence in my life and my family. This is a man... That when I had named my daughter, he told me, move that name out of there and rename her. I said, hey, this is what my wife and I is going to name our daughter. It was Anissa. You feel me? And he's like, get that out of here. Your daughter's name is this. But you know why I took it? Because this is a man that foretold me. That I was going to have a child before I had a child with a dark woman with an afro. And this is why my wife had a perm and I thought we was breaking up. I didn't even tell my wife that the master teacher just told me on the phone that I'm going to have a child next year. By a dark skinned woman with a big afro. The last thing on my mind was Aminette. Because she was still kind of wild. We was conscious and we was working in the right direction. But she was wilding. And I'm like, man, I don't know how this going to work because I'm conscious now. I'm, I'm on the right path. I don't know if she's going to take this walk with me on this short path. But this is a man who plotted out the year that my child was going to be born. And even the month. That's a fact. It's a true story. I even put the letter in my book to show people this is when he said I was going to have my my daughter because he followed up subsequently and wrote it. You feel what I'm saying? This is a man when he told me, I, when I told him I had a name for my daughter, he told me, no, name your daughter my Ahotep or Tomb Raider. That's what it was. As a grown man who's having a child, I declined it for my opportunity to name my own child and took on the blessing of this man telling me, revoke the name I came with, give that child your name. And every wife had to change their name. He's, this is your name now. And all my children have been named by Dr. Yo, all my children, every single child. And the one wife that didn't get a letter where her name changed was because it's his daughter. So he named her too. <clears throat> you feel what I'm saying? Which daughter? You know, I'm trying to protect her identity. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? You got a little drama with her too. But <laughs> I'm going to tell you after this. You know, uh, so he named her too. Sudanese. Okay, there you go. So, 
Yeah, that's what it was. You feel me? He, uh, so, of course, he named her, obviously. And so I've been on a very, very deep and profound path with Doc. And the story don't stop. I got my swag. He got his swag. And there's a great deal of love there. But I've learned a lot. So as far as debates are concerned, it's something that I've adopted from being taught and guided by the master teacher because I was being groomed for that opportunity before I could even see it come. So that's what I love about that black man. And in respect to whatever people say he did or he did not do, you got to understand that this is the man who's responsible for me coming out of my gang culture. I can't revoke that for nobody, no matter how much you hate him. I can't deny the fact he changed my life. That's a personal effect that he's had on my life. He made me a better man. And I also got to give love to my other mentor, Imamo Baba Oyo, from the African Islamic Mission, Dr. York's older brother. And in many ways, he was my economic teacher. And Doc was my spiritual master. Sometimes they swap. You feel what I'm saying? But those two people are very dear to me in my heart. Imamo Baba Oyo and, of course, Dr. York. Those the two homies. They raised me a great deal. Taught me a lot about polygyny. Oba taught me a lot of the economic functionalities, functionalities of polygyny. And, of course, Dr. York taught me a lot of the spiritual aspects, domestic aspects of polygyny. And I coupled with the two of them, taught me, and created my own model that works for 2016 with a brother polite from Brownsville, Brooklyn. All right, let's move on to the brother Prince York. You, brother polite. Being a powerful debater, people scared to even want to sit with you now. And see, that's how you gain your respect. They rather look past you. I want Shaka. I want Reggie. They don't really call you no more. At first, they used to run to you. They don't call you no more. They want Shaka and Reggie and other people now. Now let's move on to our brother Prince. Prince is saying. I'm on this path of uniting. I want to unite my people. I don't know if he know that we've been on that path a long time ago. We done tried that. They going to make you want to have to tear their ass up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so we done tried. I'm going to see what Prince um, Gold and Method is of getting us to come to unite. I would like to hear it, Prince. You not with the debates. Talk to us. Tell us why. And what's your reason for it? Well, first thing, the moment you say the word master teacher, you just admitted that my 